0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master new skill.
2: Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Revisiting the top story of the day, the MLB trade deadline is less than 12 hours away, happening at 6 o'clock Eastern Time. Former All-Star World Series champ, A.J. Pierzynski, joined us at the top of the show. Had some strong thoughts on where Justin Verlander could end up, what the Orioles should do, and a National League ball club that could be dangerous if they turn it around, and make a playoff run. Let's hear from AJ.
3: Well, I think if he goes to Baltimore, which I don't think he'll go to Baltimore, that would be it. I said yesterday on foul territory, I want the holy bleep moment, right? Where's the holy, (laughs) who's going to be the team that's going to go out and say, we're doing this and we're going all in. And so far it's been the Rangers. Now they haven't made a move yet, you know, have gotten someone that hasn't been rumored to be traded. I want, I want a team to go out and say, we're going to give you this great offer for a player. X that nobody thought, like last year we had Josh Hader, right? Nobody thought he was on the mm-hmm. trade block. The Padres go out and say, we're going to give you this. Boom, Josh Hader gone. And it, it shook two franchises. It shook the Padres and it shook the uh, the the Milwaukee Brewers because their, their clubhouse was stunned. So who's going to be that move? Now, where, where would Verlander fit the best? I mean, Houston, obviously, where he's won before. They know him well. But I mean, everyone that seems to go to LA, they figure something out over there, man, that makes these guys incredible. So I mean, listen, his wife, you know, was Kate Upton. She, she used to do a modeling thing or two every once in a while. So I think, you know, she's comfortable in Houston. I think she'd be pretty comfortable in Los Angeles also. You always want to know as a team your front office has your back, right? And it can be a small move. In 2005 when we won with the White Sox, everyone was disappointed. Oh, we didn't go out and make a big move. We got Jeff Blum who ended up hitting a huge home run in the World Series. The only World Series at bat was a home run against the Houston Astros. And everyone's like, oh, we only got Jeff Blum. Well, guess what? He ended up having one of the biggest at bats of the whole season. So it's a, it's a it's a fine line as a player. You want your front office to have your back. But if they don't do anything as a player, you say, well, we can still do this. We're in first place in the AL East. We have one of the best records in baseball. And we believe in what we have. And they've proven that so far. So I, I think it's more of a psychological thing, plus a, listen, a physical thing. If you can go out and get a top flight starter or another bat or anything, it helps you. It, it definitely takes the pressure off people. But, man, it, 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 it's such a fine line. And they're so young, too. They're so cocky and young that, that the Orioles players are like, we don't need anybody. We're the best team going. We're badass right now, right? We're killing everybody. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that they need it, but it would definitely help. It, it definitely helps if it, your front office goes out and makes a move. Now, the one team that nobody wants to see get in is the other West Coast team, the Padres. If they get in somehow <laughs> and you have to face Snell, Darvish, Musgrove, and then oh. you have Hader in the back end of their bullpen, And their lineup can be as, listen, as good. I'm not saying they're as good as the Braves, but it can be really dangerous. And that's the one team, if they get in, wow, watch out, because they could really do some damage to some teams. And and even if they, say they get through the wild card in three games, you got to play a five-game series and you get Snell, Darvish, Musgrove, right? You're like, oh, gosh, we got to figure out how to win three against this team. And then seven-game series, you're doing it again. It's like, man, this team could be really dangerous if they somehow get in. But, Man, they just played so horrible to start.
2: That was AJ Pierzinski from the Foul Territory Show. And again, uh, if you did not catch the entire interview, make sure to check out our podcast and uh, all of our spots on our platforms uh, to check that out because we've got a ton of... A ton of uh, trade deadline coverage to share with you. Also, too, a couple of tweets have been posted uh, within the last several minutes that, uh, Joe, I want to get your reactions to. Uh, First off, from John Morosi, an update on Justin Verlander. Sources say the Astros, Dodgers, Braves, and Orioles are all involved Same four clubs are engaged on other rotation options. There likely will come a point today when Verlander, suitors pivot and find their pitching elsewhere. And in a way, John Heyman sort of responded to this tweet a little bit earlier, saying that the Dodgers are in hot pursuit of Eduardo Rodriguez. And yes, they have been discussing Verlander. But uh, Erod and Justin Verlander, they are the top targets for Los Angeles. And so with all of this news, Joe, what do you think is the most actionable?
4: Uh, top arms available, World Series contenders. Those are the names being bandied about now. doesn't mean that's going to be the case. We all expect Rodriguez to be dealt, and I hope that happens. Uh, Heyman mentioned the Dodgers in our conversation with him yesterday, and, and they jumped on that 13-1 to 1 with Rodriguez. Uh, it'll be fascinating to watch that. And uh, if Verlander ends up getting to can Houston again? I don't know. I don't know about that one that's a lot of money Can you ever
2: go home again
4: yeah you could you could um ed when we were replaying that, that aj had me thinking were you tempted to ask aj about the 2005 alcs drop third strike i'm sure a lot of angels <laughs> fans not fans of aj at that time or still today <laughs>
2: Uh, that was an umpiring snafu. I can't blame yeah. AJ for that per se. Uh, I did not. No, I, I, okay. I knew, you know, the, the trade deadline insights were so intriguing. I was so fixated on that. I wasn't thinking about <laughs> anything else. But, uh, now that you I was it, tempted- uh, maybe that was an opportunity.
5: <laughs> I was tempted to ask him where he's going. I yes. was, uh, yeah, like, right? oh, he's in his car. What, where are we headed?
2: Very interesting Right. About that. When, whenever people
5: do an interview from the car.
2: <laughs> right. Watch it be something banal, like he's changing his tires or something.
4: Yeah, probably. Um, he, uh, f- every year when it comes up, especially when the, if the White Sox, is, there's a vacancy, people always thought he'd be a great manager. And it looks like he's living the life. And he's one of those guys, I mentioned to uh, Jenks and Chelsea, when we were talking about his appearance on the show, that there are certain players you come across and like, okay, if that guy wants to go in the media, if he wants to go in the booth, he can do it and he can be great at it. Like AJ was always one of those players for me that I figured if he wanted to go all in, uh, he could do it. And, and we're seeing how great he is at it right now. Cause why wow, he tells it like it is. There's not a lot of that in baseball. And that's why there are go-to guys for certain quotes, controversial call, something going on with the team. Every group of reporters has a, a go-to player or two that they go, mm-hmm. that they talk to. Um, I think he has no desire to be a manager. And the life from afar, it looks like that he's living now. I'd prefer that he's doing, you know, talking to people he wants to talk to in baseball with his podcast and doing the games. He gets to watch all sorts of teams, and you don't have that grind of 162 games and all that travel.
5: It's kind of cool though, to see players go from, you know, retiring and then make that transition to the media, especially when they Mm -hmm. were your go-to interviews for me, like Nate Burleson, when I was in Seattle, I mean, he's crushing it. One, I never thought like he was always my go-to interview, but never a big name player. Will Compton. And he's got a big po- podcast now. And he was always that guy that would talk when everyone else was in a bad mood because the team was always losing. He would always have something to say, and uh, he's he's having a great career podcasting now.
0: It's also funny the people who like people think are going to be good, or and they Brady? some of them get opportunities. <laughs> There's that, Doc? but like. Like, someone like Brandon Marshall, I mean, I got here as the 2014 Bears were going to hell, and he was, you know, he would talk and talk and talk, and now he, I guess he's on Inside the NFL. I can't say I've watched it. I don't know if that's, you know, he's been on, what, Good Morning America or one of those morning shows as well. Like, I don't know that, like, AJ, I would tune in to listen to. I don't know that it's the same with, like, a Brandon Marshall. You know Marshall another on, like, one, Paul?
4: That- Paul, you yeah. know another one from that era on the other side of town who is doing big things? Mark Mark DeRosa. Mm. yeah like he's another guy talking about he, about in a manager too he, and yeah, he
5: I... came across as boring when i interviewed him really but i think he's crushed yeah the... just kind of like safe and boring but i think he's crushing mm-hmm. it in the media now but maybe when you're a player sometimes you're just so focused you you might be hiding some parts of your personality and opinions
2: yeah you bring up a really good point because I sort of see it the other way where there are Cowboys quarterbacks who were never good interviews who have gone on to do great things in the media. Uh, My elder Statesman friends uh, say that Troy Aikman was not a good interview when he was playing for the Cowboys. And now Mm -hmm. he's got this massive contract uh, from ESPN. He's, He's been, he was with Fox for a really long time and he's good at what he does. And it's Mm -hmm. interesting because a lot of folks never predicted that, figuring, okay, you know, this might be something he dabbles in, but then he's going to do other things. No, I mean, he's a broadcasting giant now. And to me, Tony Romo uh, might be in that similar vein. Like... Uh, when I used to interview him, I wouldn't say it was the most intriguing interview I ever had, like talking to Des Bryant or someone like that, like that was always fun. Tony Romo just felt like, okay, you gotta hear from Romo because he is a quarterback, but I never felt like those interviews were uh, particularly insightful. But now, like, you know, he took on the role by storm and whatever you think about him now, uh, for a period of time, Tony Romo was the guy in broadcast.
6: Selling a little or a lot.
5: I always saw Tony Romo as being a broadcasting guy. I remember when Drew Bledsoe was the quarterback of the Cowboys and Tony used to sit in the middle of the locker room and be like, hey, does anyone want to interview me? He was just the backup (laughs) that nobody knew his name and he would always want to talk. But I bet when you got there after me, Ed, he was sick of like, oh, I got to address the media. And it was more of that, just like giving you the sound bites, you know? But it goes to our point that when you're forced to talk, you don't necessarily always show your personality. And that was the version of Mark DeRosa that I had witnessed.
2: And, and Romo, part of it too is that, yeah. I'm sorry, Joe, but part of it too is I got there after Romo had dated Jessica Simpson and, you know, botched yeah. the punch or botched yeah, the, yeah. you know, the. That was there the during all balls. that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Romo was ripped apart, ripped apart, ripped apart to the point where I think he was just so, you know, he just hated the experience in general that he yeah. didn't want to talk about it anymore. And so, in that respect, I get it. And that was that's all I knew about him. Like he was certainly cordial and kind whenever I dealt with him off camera, but when the cameras were on, you know, it didn't feel like I was it didn't feel like I was getting anything from him. And so, from my vantage point, it felt like a bit of a surprise. But you know, I knew he was a smart guy. Like that was never questioned.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh. During his college years, there was a weekend show on The Score that used to put Tony Romo on like every week. He was awesome. So I'm not surprised that he let his guard down. He probably had to have his guard up, you know, after he became a mega superstar uh, when he was in Dallas. Okay, here's, here's one that some people thought would be great. Big fail. Big fail. Drew Brees.
0: Yep. Mm. When well, you mentioned yeah. Bledsoe, I immediately thought of Breeze. He was the true
2: thing. I don't know. <laughs> Boring. Right. He yeah. was going to replace an absolute legend in Chris Collinsworth. And nope. it never happened.
4: <laughs> nope. <laughs> no chance. Yeah. No. Uh, Jason Garrett. He's so good. I'm still mad when I hear him at Notre Dame games. Like, get out of here, dude. oh it's just a cowboys thing anybody attached to the cowboys oh you're gonna be a great broadcaster jason when was the monday night football announcer
5: oh Oh, my god painted on hair but you look at mark spears chris Canny. all those guys are like that played with romo and then we saw it before with like Aikman and Irvin, and it's crazy. All you gotta do is play for the Cowboys, and you're set up for life with a broadcasting yeah. career.
0: Yeah, and you then, know who I wanted right. to there see is a get a real you. shot? Cutler, because yeah. he was snarky Can't enough, wonder. and like he was supposed to, yeah. and then he went back and played for another year, and then that just kind of died.
4: <sighs> I thought it. Was yeah, he was going to be on the B team for Fox, right? I yeah. thought it was going to work. I really did, yeah. and then he just. Um, he put some stuff out there that executives did not like in social media and comments mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, we're done. That's over. Yep. I like
5: I Cutler's I, personality. I, I, th- I think it's funny yeah. and it's just like, it's mysterious. He just kind of doesn't care. There's something about him. Like you do want to hear what he has to say. Cause he's so aloof.
2: Yep. I'm with you like I I don't hate him as much as like a lot of people do like it, it's like no. he's you know entitled or something I'm like no he largely earned what he got for the most part maybe not so much the Dolphins gig but you know at least with the Bears like I think he was there appropriately Joe
5: and plus he, was... he had to put up with Kristen Cavallari
4: <laughs> he was funny on that show I watched it for I one know. season he was the only he was reason the
5: breakout star on that
4: show um, nice. And, uh, by the way, I know it's more of a statement on the Bears. He is arguably the best quarterback in Bears history. Oh, wow. It's not True. Rex Grossman? That's... I mean, maybe Eric Kramer, 95, he set a lot of records. But seriously, that's the list.
2: Yeah, you're probably
5: If Justin not Fields keeps this up, could it be him I, knew I mean, how many good seasons say, until... does he have to have? Yeah. yeah right. He's got Two to more refer years. over 4,000
0: yards, which he says he's going to do, and then he's anointed. <laughs> Absolutely. 14-1. And 1. then gets caught.
2: That sounds about right.
4: <laughs> God, yeah. Oh yeah, maybe they're going to take that Carolina pick and go quarterback. We'll see.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking about all the other players who were – Quiet but turned out big even like Brady James for the Cowboys. Like he's he's always good whenever he's on uh various media. What about albums. Craig James? But yeah, like Craig uh you know. <laughs> This is BetQL Daily presented by Bet MGM. Coming up next are Lightning Bets, our favorite plays for tonight that's coming up here on the BetQL network.